0: Today's guest is Ryan Mayon, a father of two who has had to learn how to become both dad and mom to his little girls following the tragic death of his beloved wife to breast cancer. Nadia sadly died on June the 9th, 2020, aged just 38, right in the middle of the COVID lockdowns. Ryan describes her as a beautiful wife and mom who had an aura of positivity. Today, he bravely talks about their experiences in the hope it brings comfort to other families separated through grief or divorce, as he shares his message that the best thing you can do for your children is to give them love, love, and more love. Welcome back to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author, and mum. I launched Brummy Mummies as a community for families to help people to connect both online and in person. My goal is to share with you stories from the most inspiring mums and dads to help you find out how they juggle family life and everything that comes with it. Ryan's daughters Pixie and Lola are now five and three and the family from Cradley Heath talk often about their mum always with a smile on their faces as they picture her looking down on them proudly. Sharing his wife's positivity, Ryan talked openly and honestly to me about life as a single dad and why it's so important to reach out and connect with other people. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today.
1: No problem, Zoe.
0: I know we've spoken before, and I think you have such an inspirational story, uh, because you're so positive and such a fantastic dad to your kids. Thank you. I think it's nice to give hope to other single parents, really, as to how to maybe move forward and to be positive for the children. So take us back to 2019. You had a newborn baby and a toddler and everything was going really well. Then what happened?
1: Life was, uh, now life was going well. Uh, we, had, uh, we had our two obviously beautiful little girls and, and sort of things were going great. Then obviously, we had that news about Nadir, She's always had cysts, and uh, we just thought it was just a standard cyst. And I was asking Nadia to get sort of checked, but but uh, because because she's always had cysts, that's what we just thought it was. And uh, obviously, it wasn't. And then and then when you get that news, life just obviously it all it all slows down. Everything around you goes so fast, but your life itself just just sort of slows right down. And obviously we had to just digest that and sort of, uh, to be fair to Nadia, she was an unbelievable uh, fighter and a person. She's she, just a credit to herself. she a credit to me and her kids. She's just uh, the, bravest, uh, uh, the bravest girl I've ever met. Life got flipped upside down and it was just something that we had to deal with. Uh, we had to sort of run at it and we had to just hit it head on. And that's what she did. And that's exactly what she did, but obviously with the two little girls, they sort of they were her fight and they were my fight, and they're still my fight now. But that's what she needed was the two little girls, and I'm just I'm just so glad that we had the opportunity, she had the opportunity to have them little girls. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Because because if she had never had the little girls, I don't think our fight would be as strong as it was.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, what was her reaction to? the diagnosis and yours as well
1: yeah it was just pure shock it was it was a pure shock because it's just a it's just a different side of the coin where we're on so much of a high because we've got two amazing little girls and life seems to be okay I would just gone back to work life seemed to be great then obviously that blow came in and it was like everything else in your life it doesn't matter no yes. more it just it, 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 it's when your whole life just gets flips up, upside down like that and it's it's just about staying alive, then everything else just just completely freezes. It's just like it was the kids and us and that's all what she wanted was to just be get her head down, keep focused and keep and keep battling on. And she was a tough, tough, tough yes. coconut.
0: I know you said you were given some really emotive advice from the midwife um the day after Nadia died. Could you tell me what she said and, and the impact that had on you?
1: That chat came because I had, to, I had to basically had to take Pixie to tell her that over the next couple of days her mum's not going to be in the bedroom because as soon as Pixie would come through the house, uh, uh, Pixie and Lola would come home. The first thing they would want to do is run upstairs and see mummy on the bed. Yes. So obviously uh, the conversation had to be had with them. I had to let Pixie know and say, listen... Over the next couple of days, your mummy's not going to be upstairs in bed. She's going to have gone to heaven. The, uh, the fairy's going to come down and take mummy. So that was a difficult conversation I had to have. And then it was, I spoke to, I spoke to the nurse who was helping me sort of, sort of uh, take care of Nadia. sort of, uh, well, she said to me, she said, Ryan, all I can tell you is if you shower the girls with love, because my biggest fear was I won't be able to bring these children up. I won't be able to, to, uh, to give these children exactly what they need. And that was my biggest fear. I spoke to her and little things stick with you. And that was one thing what she said to me. She said, Ryan, if you shower them with love, you'll be okay and they'll be okay. And that's one thing what I've always tried to do. I've always, I'm one of them annoying dads who, 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 who constantly kisses their kids. I'm, 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 I want cuddles more than they want cuddles. Do you <laughs> get what I mean? And sort of that's one thing what I've always sort of try and do, shower them, give them as much love as I can. And so far, and so far, they've been great. They've been great. uh, They go to bed with a smile on their face and they wake up with a smile on their face. And that's all what I asked for.
0: So how did you adjust to being a single dad while mourning and also in the middle of all the difficulties of the COVID restrictions? Mm -hmm. Because it was um, June 2020, wasn't it?
1: It was difficult. It, 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 it uh, with COVID, of course, of course, it it's been horrible for everyone. It's been it's it's been horrendous. But uh, for me, my position, it gave me an opportunity to to sort of be at home with her and uh, to take care of Nadia when she needed it. So so uh, because she uh, she passed on the night for June, it was right in the thick of all the COVID. So obviously. I sort of didn't want to go into hospital. I wanted her to be at home with us. And that gave me the opportunity to be at home with her all the time and to be... Because you were
0: furloughed.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, to be able to take care of her. So that's one thing what, of course, of course, COVID's horrendous and people have got some horrendous stories. But me, it helped me be at home with her. It gave me the opportunity to take care of her. But then, uh, but then you've got the opposite side of the coin. When she passed... Uh, we couldn't have a doctor came uh, come to the house and see her, so I had to FaceTime a doctor while holding Nadia in my arms as she passed away, and I had to FaceTime the doctor to uh, uh, so the doctor could see her. So that's something what has left a, a sort of sour taste in my mouth because I don't want to, that, that, that sort of, I think about that sort of now again and that upsets me. Little bits of it I can take and turn it into a positive, as in I got to sort of being my wife, but then, that side of it as well.
0: And what about milestone moments like Pixie's first day at school and Christmas? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, well, things like that. That's some things what I was uh, I was really anxious about. Really anxious because obviously she she passed on the night for June, and then obviously she was starting school in September. That's something what I was really sort of anxious about, and I was I was speaking to some like people and to some close friends and to family, and they were like. Who were trying to give me the, their best advice, but obviously it was still sort of making me anxious. And I went to a school induction day and uh, there must have been 50 kids at this induction day. Now, obviously there's uh, there's 49 mums there and Pixie's looking around and sort of, uh, she's looking at me and I'm trying to constantly speak to her to take her mind off the fact that everyone's mummy's is there and she's just, she, he was so brave. She, he was just, he just put her head down. And she just got on with it and the school induction went okay and it was, uh, it was fine and she breezed it and I was really proud of her. After the induction, after the induction and uh, the head teacher said like, uh, uh, goodbye to all the kids and I will see you in September. A song came on, a song came on and the song was the song what Nadia used to sing to the kids.
0: Oh, how lovely.
1: So, some people would say that that's a sign, and some people would say that that that's just that's just a coincidence. But I personally think that that was Nadia. Yes, yeah, that song. Do you get what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And how has she got on since starting school?
1: But do you know what Zoe? I can't be any more proud of her. I, I, I really, really, she's amazing. She just, she just, she just surprises me every single day. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's a. Um, She's uh, so resilient and that's what children are. But Pixie now, she's been so resilient. And obviously next year we've got Lola starting school as well, which is going to be another sort of milestone. But uh, but so far, Pixie with school, I can't be any more proud of her. School parents' evening was great and it was just, I'm so proud.
0: (laughs) And how do you cope with moments where it's a little bit difficult, where there's a bit of upset, like kids falling out on the playground or... When other children, I know you mentioned about the children, asking where Pixie and Lona's mum is. It's difficult to deal with, isn't it?
1: It's hard, it's hard. And, and it's their moments where I can't help them moments when the kids are at school. All I can try and do is install in my kids' minds to be to be positive about their mummy and, and to be brave. Do you get what I mean? And to be brave. And if there's one thing I would say, one thing that I only want my kids to be is brave. And it's like, I sort of can't really digest it now. I've got to just go with the flow and take, take it day by day. And if we, have, if we have a situation come, then we'll deal with it then. But I could just install in my kids to just be positive and be, and be happy and to, and to always know that mummy's watching. They've got their mummy, but they just can't see the mummy. Uh, she's in the sky. Uh, so that's what we, I kind of drum into them and we speak about mummy. And we sort of uh, the, uh, we always look at old videos and photos and stuff, and uh, that uh, we always speak about mummy in the sky. So if Pixie ever does anything good at school or she gets an award, the first thing we'll talk about is I bet mummy's proud of her, mm. or uh, or or say uh, she got like a golden like a book at school where like a, well she does really well she gets it, and uh, we spoke about it. I said mummy was there. <laughs> uh, she was with you. She was right next to you. You can't see her, but she's with you. And she kind of thinks that now. Do you get what I mean? And that's yes. sort of, because uh, uh, that is what I truly believe. That's what I truly believe. I don't just say it to her because I want her to uh, believe it. I believe that her mum is with her.
0: Oh, definitely. And you kind of, I know you've done that kind of thing around Christmas time and birthdays as well.
1: We uh, we sent her letters up on her birthday in August. We sent something up. On Mother's Day, we um, yeah we got some balloons and then and then and then we wrote some letters and and uh, we let them off in the garden. But obviously, Lola and uh, she wanted to draw pictures and stuff. I was thinking, I don't think these balloons are going to take it up here. I was like, I was like, darling, we've got to just do one letter on one small piece of paper and tie it to the bottom of the balloons because then. Um, uh, he wanted to send toys and all sorts of stuff to her.
0: And so much to say. <laughs>
1: yeah. We always sort of do something for, for a birthday and Mother's Day. And we'll do something for Christmas. We're going to put some stuff on the tree. We try and be positive, Zoe. We try and be positive. Take life day by day. And so that's one thing what I've always, always, looked at, especially now. I take things day by day. I take life day by day. I don't get too too worked up about things no more. Uh, because I know what's important. So don't get too worked up and say life day by day.
0: Yeah. I guess something like this really puts things into perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: I know you've had people reach out to you having gone through similar kind of experiences. How helpful has that been to both you and to them?
1: Uh, my friend contacted me who, who I was going through the same sort of situation as me and, uh, his partner's still here, which is great. And she's still fighting her, which is great. And it's, and it's if I can give a little bit of advice and a little bit of positivity to someone and to just give someone a little bit of a, because uh, sometimes and you're going through that, that moment, you feel like no one else is. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you can't really speak to your, your certain friends because they don't really know what to say. And they don't really know what advice to give you. Apart from, apart from to just be a friend and be what friends do. And that's great. But I think we've, we've sort of, I sort of listened to a load of, I sort of read uh, some books on sort of grief and stuff before, uh, before Nnedi has passed because I wanted to get my own mind in a position where I wanted to get as much research as I can. And sort of like, if I can help anyone, give someone just a, just a conversation even to let them know my story, then that's fine. That's great.
0: And I think that's really nice that you are happy to share your story that way. I know you've said you've had to become both dad and mum to the girls since you lost Nadia. Do you think it would be good if there was more support for single dads, especially bereaved dads?
1: Yeah, because they're the only sort of stories what I sort of found and what I listened to were people who who were probably famous, who had a bit of a voice, who the normal everyday guy, you don't really hear anything about him. Or you don't really hear anything about just the guys going for a bit of a tough time as a single parent. You Don't really read about that unless he's a guy in a public figure type of thing. And so that was, so that's something what I would say is is probably we need to get a bit more help for people. Uh, but I can't be, Zoe, I've got, some amazing people around me I've got some amazing I've got some people who really stood up and are really I'm proud of them for standing up Uh, my family some really close friends uh, some friends who've become even more than friends now who've just been like great people and uh, uh, and sort of I can't take all the credit for my children now because 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 the two nannies have just been incredible and it's just a way from so I'm like, I can't thank him enough. I can't thank my family and my friends enough.
0: Oh, that's really good that you've you've got that support, Ryan. So we have a series of questions that we ask all of our guests on the podcast. So um, I thought I, I'd, I'd put them to you if that's okay. And um, I, I wondered what would be the two things you would tell your 18-year-old self if you had the chance?
1: I would say is to enjoy the moment, is to... Is is uh, to live in the moment, and also it would probably be to don't don't take life so serious, yeah, because uh, uh, because it can easily be taken away. So just live in the moment, and don't take life too serious, and just yeah, and just stick with your loved ones.
0: And what are three things you do that you love to do every day? What gives you a great routine or start or end to the day with the girls?
1: I'm not a really, really simple guy. me I mean, he's a really simple guy. I I like waking up in the morning, having a cup of coffee in bed, getting cuddles off the girls, watching Peppa Pig, <laughs> and getting up and having a shower. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's a great start to the morning for me. Straight after that, it's hectic, by the way.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> getting ready for school and breakfast. But... Uh, but uh, for that ten-minute little periods, that's lovely. You have that moment I like of to exercise. Calm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to exercise, and that always makes me feel better. That all makes me feel calmer and more positive. If I exercise, I find that my um, my mind works a bit quicker. So mm. that's always a positive. I also I like putting the girls to bed, and I like having my dinner. Then I like walking into their room when they're all fast asleep. And just tucking them in and then going back in the living room and sitting down and having a coffee. Oh, That's
0: what I like to do. That is the best moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you know that they're fed, they're bathed, they're fed, and they're fast to keep. Yeah, it's lovely.
0: And they just look so peaceful in that moment, don't they? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But like, uh, we're going through a bit of a thing now where, where sometimes I wake up in the morning, I've got both of them in bed with me, <laughs> and I'm like, what has happened here? They've both got out their beds and come in. Uh, too fair, I shouldn't complain too much because it's nice, but uh, we need to snap out of But We need to get a good routine again.
0: <laughs> so, what would be your advice that you'd give to two other single dads?
1: To speak to people and ask for some help. Because men don't like asking for help in general, do they? And it, it's not something what, what a man likes to do, but it's, it's something what I've learned. And I was like that, but it's something what. I've learned that people will help you and people want to help. So that's one thing what I've learned is, is, is sort of, you have got to speak up and you've got to ask for help sometimes. And don't be afraid to because, because people want to help you. So that's definitely a huge one, a huge one. And also, don't get too uptight when you don't know the answers because, because we're all winging this parent game. No one knows everything. You sort of, you want to know all the answers. But you don't have to know all the answers there and then. You can learn the answers.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's harder for single dads than single mums, maybe? I
1: think that men, I think that you've probably got a stigma and a guy doesn't, I don't I don't know as much as a woman would know on being a parent. All I know is what I've learned and what sort of naddy taught me do you get what I mean so it's a sort of guy sort of uh, we're just afraid to to speak and we're afraid to ask for help but I think a woman it's natural for women for mums to sit down and have a conversation and for mums to talk about what they're doing with the kids where to take their kids what they should do in certain positions where a guy wouldn't sit down with his mates and go why do I take my child to do this? Because it's just natural thing, what a natural A guy wouldn't do. If mm. I speak about football, do you get what I mean? Yes. So it's it, it it's it's sort of like, and I've had to go to sort of a lot of women and speak to women and and sort of speak to my mum, my sister, and the people around me, and just and just the, uh, the women around me, and ask them what I should be doing at a certain time. Do you get what I mean?
0: I guess it's the same when you go to play groups and things like that as well. It tends to be more moms and dads there.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's um, and sort of that's one which is which is like a slight bit strange because obviously Nadia would do all that. She would take the kids. Out, but I've had to, I take the girls swimming on a Sunday, and it, it's it's just like uh, we sort of we sort of make sure that every weekend we're out and we're always doing things, and we're never really still out. We And we try and do as much fun things as possible. And it's good. It's good. It's good. We take life day by day.
0: I know we're um, called Brummy Mummies as a group because we we couldn't resist that name, but we very much are supportive of dads as well. And pre-COVID, we used to have social events and we always invited dads and grandparents as well as moms. And it was lovely because we had quite a lot of single dads coming. So I really hope Mm. that when we start doing those again, you'll have to come along, Ryan, with the girls.
1: Yeah, no, I will do. No, I will do.
0: I will do. <laughs> oh, and well, it's lovely to talk to you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I think you give so much hope to other people. And I wish you all the, the best in the world going forward.
1: Oh, thank you, Zoe. Thank you.
0: You can read more on Ryan's story on our Brummie Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website. This is a laudable production brought to you by Brummie Mummies and Birmingham Live. You can download or stream the podcast on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Be sure to follow our Brummy Mummy's Facebook page for lots more family information. And whilst there, sign up for our free newsletter to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time.